Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, don't you worry. I see they've got you busy signing hundreds yeah, of albums. I've done it. <laughs> Look at that. Smashed the lot, completed yeah. it, mate. Lovely to meet you. You too, love. I'm yeah. recording now, so we'll just go straight in if you're happy with that. Yeah, no worries. You got to talk to me about Solihull. I'm from Dorridge. Oh no way! Straight up, yeah. Okay, yes. Were you so born '86 as well? '85. '85. So I'm '86. What so school did you go age. to? Though? Arden. I was at. Oh, did, oh yeah, posh one. Yeah. No, yeah. Green uniform, wasn't it? Arden? It was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I went to Oldbrook. Okay. So uh, Blueberry Brigade. Um, That's nuts. But yeah, Dorridge, I know well. Well, I grew up, there's a village called Cheswick Green. <laughs> yeah. Lived there till I was eight, and then we lived on Blossomfield Road in Solihull till I was about 16. So yeah, Dorridge Knoll, Henley Knoll. So where were you that. going out when you were a kid? When you were getting up to no good? The Masons that in Solihull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was your That's best still chance. going I strong. I say that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that was your best chance of getting served at 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, they've changed now. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's a very highbrow established. <laughs> it's probably a gastro pub now. Did um, you ever wind up in Rosie's? Yeah. yeah, oh, Jeebus, yeah. Rosie O'Brien's. That's taking you back. What was the nickname for that? I wasn't really allowed to go in Roses because my older brother had been Roses. Okay. So that's why I had to keep going. Right, to right. He didn't want you cramping his star. No. Well, yeah, you see your 15 year old <laughs> sister walking. Yeah, mortified. But then, yeah, Birmingham excels and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were you going out and sort of going to gigs from a young age? And obviously, Solihull isn't the place to see live music. So where were you going? It's the Mecca of the Blues. <laughs> yeah, right. Solihull. You must be the only blues um, artist to ever come out of Solihull. I'm probably. Ever yeah, wrong. the only people I know of any notable. Not to say myself, but Richard Hammond apparently went to Solihull Boys yeah, School. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, there's a few people That's who went to Solihull it. Boys. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, well, my parents are from the black country, so okay. we used to end up over there a lot on weekends anyway. So there as opposed to Birmingham City Centre? Pretty much. Early on, it was the Robin, which was a big club yeah, I know in the, the black Robin. country back then. The original one by Briley Hill. Uh, Mike Hamlet, who ran that, gave me all my first gigs and basically made me the in-house support. So, you know, any American touring artist coming by, I'd be doing that when I was meant to be at Oldbrook. But, um, Studying for your GCSEs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got three out of ten, which was a small that's miracle. Right. Given, that's, that's more uh, than most musicians. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you obviously get asked this all the time, but specifically growing up in Solihull at that time, um, how were you exposed to the blues in that place? Because as you say, it ain't the blues mecca of the world. Yeah, not yeah. I'm the only one from there that I know of. <laughs> Um, but maybe you'll start a whole new scene now. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, me I'm too. behind them. They, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, my dad. Dad was a big classic rock nut, you right. know, and blues. Played guitar. So just his record collection, really. And then also my brother, who was very much sort of into like the live music scene in Birmingham, and was in a band, and you know, a lot of Sabbath and Judas Priest and all that kind of stuff. So um, just a very musical household. Really. It was kind of mad because the '80s sort of had not just in musical terms, but a lot of movies had blues music in. Mm-hmm. And I guess my introduction to blues would have probably been like the John Hughes films. Your hat as well. Wayne's that World. That was a big one in our, of course. Film, in our house, yeah. <laughs> but what's the film with um, Albert Collins in? Adventures in Babysitting. Did you ever see that one? Where yeah. they go to the blues club? Well, I didn't watch it. I just fast-forwarded to the Albert Collins bit. It's a great a scene, isn't it? It's got the kid from Breakfast Club in Michael Anthony Hall yeah. doing his blues impression. And then Roadhouse was a big one for me with Jeff Healy. Yeah. And I was quite in love with Patrick Swayze, as I think most women were. I know, what a sad loss. I know. May he rest in peace. So, Dave Stewart, when does he enter the picture? And how? Um, I did a gig for charity. It was set up by one of the guys in UB40 at the George Hotel in Solihull. Yeah. And, um, I think that's still there as well. Yeah, I think yeah. it is actually opposite the church. And, um, yeah, there was a few characters there. Ron Atkinson, villa manager at the uh-huh. time, was there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's weird, because I used to work in a pub, and you'd always get, like, Jasper Carrick coming in with Tony Iommi, with Nick, that whatever his name is, who Tamworth presents... That in Sorry, or something. over the mic. Um, who's the guy you used to present on Midlands Today as well? Uh, Nick Frost? Yeah. yeah, so he's mates with Tony Iommi I as well. I used to work in a out. pub in Henley and Arden, and we always got in... Oh, God, Chris Tarrant. Yes. He lives around yeah. there as well. Um yeah, that sounds like you were working in Tamworth and Arden or something. Uh, Lapworth was Lapworth, the pub, yeah. the boot. You know the boot in? Oh, yeah, yeah. Great pub. That's another one of the um, That's a hot Orange spot Tree and all those. It is, it? yes. Yeah, yeah. Orange Tree, Morton's, I know my Sods Hill trivia. Are you still living there? I assume not. No, my parents Now you're a Sony away. artist. You can't be doing with living in Solihull. <laughs> I can't afford to live in Solihull. Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> so, um, no, I moved to London when I was about 16 when I got the Dave Stewart deal. Right. And then my parents moved to Northampton in that time. Um, and then Leamington and then London, so... That must have been, was that scary, moving to London at 16? No, it probably should have been, but I was just you almost hungry enough for to it. get out, yeah. There wasn't anything, I mean, I loved, so it was a great place to have a, a bringing, it was, you know, picturesque, but yeah, there wasn't much of a, there was a world out there I wanted to see, so. Amen. Mm. Well, so, going back to the George, you're there, you before you're putting on this show. Yeah, there was a guy there who introduced himself to me as Dodger, who was <laughs> dressed like Jimi Hendrix. Um, was he black or was he white? He was white. He was white, brilliant. He wasn't, you know, there was no black face <laughs> going, unfortunately. Um, seemed very lovely, but slightly odd, and was insisting that he was going to give his demo to some people he knew that were very famous or something, and I wasn't paying much attention. Um, anyway, he phoned the next night. It turns out his name was Roger Pumphrey, and he's a very well-known filmmaker, particularly music, documentaries. I think he'd just made one on YouTube, but was really good friends with Dave Stewart and passed on the demo to Dave, and... Basically said, Dave Stewart's going to phone you. He's starting a record label. He wants to sign you. I didn't know who Dave was. My dad's excited. You knew who the Eurythmics were. I knew though, who right? the Eurythmics yeah. were once that was explained to me. But again, eight is kids. We kind of miss that. You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, and then he signed me and that was that. And that was that. And you came straight down to London. And then what are you doing? Has he got you gigging? Has he got you recording? He got are me you living gigging. on your own? Um, I was living in an artist house. So there was three other artists on the label, which one was a DJ from Birmingham. Okay. DJ Kids. Uh, and two Jamaican artists, um, Nadira X. Bit of a young ones deal going on then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was the acting prone. Yeah, I was random rich. characters. <laughs> um, <laughs> go to bed, spotty. Um, so yeah, came down and he put me out on the road. I got some support from BB King. Straight he, out the gate. Yeah, wow. pretty much. How was that for you? Like amazing. Obviously, obviously, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, That's like straight those, to the source, isn't it? Yeah, but also like you just said, was it intimidating at that age? It's when you've when you've never known anything bad happen because you're 16 and nothing everything's been rosy up until that point you just take it in your stride and don't yeah think yeah um but yeah so that how cool. big were the crowds what were you playing to like a few thousand yeah yeah so in most predominantly festivals as well so like ten thousand i'd say wow at least just is this with a band or is this just you and a guitar at this point oh uh, no with band with the band um and so then did you Dave... get the band together in london i'd had the band in birmingham actually okay. some local session guys that i'd sort of got from being on that sort of scene so did they all come down? Adam mm-hmm. and Eve, mm-hmm. that's still putting on gigs most nights of the week. Yeah, are they still having lock-ins? Yeah, they are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 6am jobs, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the first places in Birmingham we used to play when I was about 15. Um, Katie, I think, still runs it, bless her. Yeah, yeah, I know um, Katie. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was one of the first places, Fiddle and Bone, which I think got shut down. Yeah, that's good. Ronnie's used to be in Birmingham at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that also got shut down. I think it's a strip club now. I think so. Rocket club. Yeah, rocket. It? It's exactly that. Yeah, on Only Broad Birmingham Street. Birmingham yeah. jazz international <laughs> institute. Sign of the times. Strip club. <laughs> um, no, I'm no longer doing gigs there. <laughs> but um, so yeah. So uh, the band are up there. Did they follow you down to London then, or were they yeah, sort so of well, commuting down the gigs as and were all over, So yeah, you know, you know, my band now. One lives in Copenhagen. One lives in Sheffield. One lives in. I live in Detroit. You know. You live in Detroit now. Mm-hmm. I've been there for about ten years. Wow. What took you there? Uh, music, really. I had a band. I always wanted to tour America, and we got a tour going. And I knew a band in Detroit that ended up being my band at the time. And you know, they helped me out with van and backline and that kind of stuff. And just um, kind of became the hub, and I loved it. It's kind it of sounds really affordable. Birmingham too, yeah. Is it really? What? Because it's a bit industrial. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the whole car industry thing yeah. and kind of tanking. So it's um, yeah, basically it looked like Digworth to me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's easy. Was it when you moved there? Did it seem like uh, it fallen on economic hard times? Because oh, obviously, God, I think God. when Motown moved and the car industry shut down, and there obviously seemed to be a lot of you know. Yeah, I mean, and... it was basically a third world country for the longest while. Um, yeah, when I was when I first moved there, you wouldn't go downtown by yourself. Really? You know? Whereas now, even in the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, loads of kids moved in, musicians, artists bought loads of warehouses for next to nothing. So they had to open a supermarket, which there never was down there. You know, you couldn't live there because there was no food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now it's, you know, kind of gone, been a bit more gentrified. So yeah, it's a cool place. It's got a great music scene as well, mm-hmm. from like all the garage rock that was obviously going on. Yeah, big um, around the turn EMT, the... whatever it's called, electronic kind of scene there too. Are you into any of that stuff? Not hugely. No, not really. No? I don't Do you ever find yourself it. on bills with kind of DJs and... Weird. Or were you mainly always on sort of blues related? Mostly, yeah. Um, you know, you get some crossover into like jazz or rock or blues or whatever. Um, if it's a big festival, particularly like Holland, you'll find right, yeah. have like one stage that's purely dedicated. We did um, Isle of Wight. We were on just for Faithless, I think. Oh, really? Which was cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, so occasionally you kind of clash with fun stuff. Did you ever end up playing with Annie or Dave? Um, yes. So Dave put me in a band he started called DUP. What does that stand for? Uh, the Universal Players. Da. Da. Um, so yeah, it's Dave, me, Jimmy Cliff. Yeah, wow. Um, my bun Cooper from Pete. What's Park. he like? 
awesome. Yeah, as you imagine. Is he a character? Yeah, very, very laid back, very Jamaican. <laughs> um, Surprising. That. But cool, really, really nice guy, very sweet. He's um, making. Oh no, it's not him. Is it Toots? It's him or Toots is making an album with Tim Armstrong from Rancid at the moment. I oh heard. really? Yeah. It's one of those two. Toots, I bet. It's probably Toots though. Toots are gonna be like. Yeah, Toots definitely Toots. Um. So yeah, that was amazing. Um, what were you playing? Covers? Was it original material? No, David written a bunch of material with Mudbone Cooper, who was P Funk yeah. um, guy, uh, which is really cool stuff. Actually, it was kind of electronic blues, I guess, kind of a little bit before Black Keys kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. David being the innovator that he is. Um, so yeah, I was just playing there for the blues chops. But never with Annie. No, never no. with Annie till the Jubilee. What was that? Um, so I what played Buckingham Palace with her for the Diamond Jubilee. Oh wow. Um, which I got through Dave. Obviously, she remembered me. We'd met yeah, a lot yeah. of times around there, which was um, weird. We did There Must Be an Angel. Um, so that was cool. Odd. That's bucket list shit right there, isn't it? Yeah, it was a bit... Um, it is once you look back at the yeah. time, you're a bit like, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, shouldn't I be at a pub in Sowley Hall <laughs> right about now? Yeah. But... <laughs> in Mason's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I ask you this, Joanne? Um, obviously, at the moment, there's a lot of uh, discussion around sexism in the music industry and mm-hmm. inequality and things like that. I wanted to know what your experience has been because maybe I'm being naive, but I would maybe think that because the sort of genre and scene you're in is perhaps more older people a lot of the time, perhaps you'd hope a little bit better behaved, more gentlemanly mature. Have you come across much misogyny? Yeah, I have. In your um, career? It's probably been, I don't know, I want to say it's probably been more gentle, but maybe that's just because I'm, <laughs> I don't know, used to it, which I don't want to say that either. But um, yeah, there's definitely things, you know, like you'd be asked to, my tour manager on this recent tour was by a promoter was um she asked for her taxes to be arranged because we were moving from the venue to the tour bus and he said he'd only do it if she gave him a hug and a kiss and it's like just things like that you know which i can't imagine would be said to you if you're a six foot five guy from detroit no. <laughs> it's, so yeah there's definitely been um you know there's been situations and it's it's good to shine a light on it you know um to a certain degree you know i think this whole movement's good and has its negatives as well um what would the negatives be, in your opinion? Just that it's been really refreshing, and I've had this chat with quite a lot of females, and it's been really refreshing to see this being talked about finally and feeling like we can, but at the same time, it's out there now. We've talked about it. Can we try and change it and not keep hammering on about it so much, you know? Um, and just kind of make strides to to make positive change, I suppose. It does seem to be going in the right direction, finally, doesn't it? I think so. I think now I feel a lot more able to voice my opinion than I probably would have in fear of being told I was just being a girl or, you know, a diva or something like that. Um, so, yeah, and also, you know, there's more females coming into the industry. So, I mean, now I've got female TM, female manager, female label boss. Um, so, you know, having that balance, I think, is very helpful. It's kind of eradicated. Behind the scenes as well as in front of the... Yeah, exactly. When there's 15 yeah. guys and you, I think it eradicates. No, it's more balanced. It, you know, levels the playing field. And Did you grow issue. up just with one brother? I did, yes. So you're used to the company of lads... Yeah, anyway. fortunately, he's not very much. A, I was probably the more destructive <laughs> <Tom> <laughs> <Really>? boy in <laughs> the relationship. So, um, yeah. So yeah, poor Ben. How does it feel being on, um, you know, a label like Sony? Great. Um, Obviously, they're not in the room right now, so you can tell what you want. <laughs> oh, there's cameras. <laughs> there's always cameras. Um, great in that. Um, you know, I, I didn't think I'd ever sign to a major label. To be honest, it was never something I wanted. Because of the style of music that you play, you thought maybe... Yeah, it... and just the way the industry's changed over years, you know, is it really necessary to be signed to a label at all? You know, that's one conversation I have. Um, 
but um, they've been fantastic. It's a really, really great team. Um, they're great to work with. They, I mean, the album, they didn't hear it until I gave it to them. So they you gave know. you complete carte blanche, did they? Yeah, that basically... There's no supervision be, or change there um, to do that. Yeah, crude about it, but basically this is what the budget is. Give me, Write me the check. I'll go and make an album with who I want to make it with, and here it is, and thanks. Great. You know, you do your job, I do mine, which is, you know, not a lot of people get that kind of independence. So but is that still rare? I think so, probably. I'm sure that's probably because I've come in at, you know, this is my sixth or seventh album. Um, so, you know, they kind of knew what they were getting and it wasn't so much of a, a building an artist already kind of yeah. was and they were jumping on board. So, um, but no, they've been great, very supportive, very easy to work with. Um, you know, they don't really kind of interfere too much. They just sort of, they're there when I need them. And So the experience great. hasn't been too different to what you've known in the past with smaller labels or your did you put out your first album on your own label is that right first three i did on roof records which right. is an indie german label and then my last two i did by myself and right. this is album number six um bar one live album but yeah no it's been all positive genuinely has and i'm not saying that because there's probably cameras in the room <laughs> <laughs> um, no it's been really good you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Do you have a reckless heart? Is this about you? Probably. There's a reason why I don't have a normal job. It's probably because I'm slightly mad. Were you always going to go down the music road? Was that always... I think so, looking back. Your dream path. I mean, it could have gone either way. You know, I played from a very young age. And I was very obsessed with guitar and knew what it was from a young age. I was in the house and I felt like it was something our family did. You know? Yeah. So were your parents players? Uh, my dad and my brother. Okay. Uh, Mum was a professional dancer early on, so it was always just a lot Performance of Performance in the blood then. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And the album itself, where was it made? Was it made in Detroit? It was. First one in Detroit. So uh, with a guy called Al Sutton, who's been a good friend of mine for about 10 years. Does, um, well, he got his start with Kid Rock. And oh, really? Is he, still, is, he, like, is he still native to Detroit? Is he still on he the scene? He has a place, yeah, in the suburbs. And then um, I think he's also in Nashville, I think. He's got a place there. Because he's um, kind of a bit of a, a joke in some ways now. But when he first came out, he was pretty radical, like mixing the DJing with the live rock and mm -hmm. roll stuff and the yeah. hip hop. Like, Was he somebody who helped elevate the Detroit music scene, do you think? I think so. And the one thing I'd do like about Kid, because, you know, not to be too negative, it's probably not my 
my genre of music or not my, you know. Because I'm a cowboy. Yeah, baby. Bar with bing bang, whatever. <laughs> Thrown it is. down to all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're probably not the target audience being English. Um, but yeah, he's really true, like him and Eminem, Jack White, you know, they're very true to Detroit and try and help out the city as much as possible. And, you know, I love the fact that he keeps his ticket prices at like 20 bucks so that, you know, he doesn't feel, he doesn't want to alienate anyone from not being able to go to his show. You know, I think he's a really cool dude. Is Jack uh, White still around? Is he still? Yeah, he's just opened, well, it's been open a couple of years now. He opened the vinyl plant, Third Man Records. Down yeah, down. I saw some stuff on that, actually. Um, I think it's on Cass. Sure I think it was, was maybe in that Anthony Bourdain chef show. Yeah, yeah. They did some stuff did the on the layover there, or one of them. So have um, you met him? Andy Bourdain or Jack White? Jack White. Um, no, I haven't. I know but most of my friends have. Um, so he's still bopping around Detroit. Is that someone you'd like to collaborate with? I love Jack White. Yeah? Yeah. He's great, isn't he? I mean, he's always sort of been championing a form of music which for a long time had been overlooked and Mm -hmm. was perhaps fading away. Yeah, I think he's done a huge amount for the blues. But also, like, his approach to it, you know, he's not clinical about it. He doesn't, you know, a lot of people can kind of study it and try and preserve it as it was. And I think he understands the importance that it has to grow and be... Fresh. Yeah, exactly. Um, He's a great guitar player. You know, he attacks like a blues player. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, again, it's... People have different definitions of what they think blues is, but to me, he's a blues guy. You know, the way he's approached, the way soulfulness and the amount of personality he puts into his playing is great. So, yeah, I'd love to. What does the blues mean to you? Like, if you had to summarise what it exactly represents? and I think it just represents expression. You know, every time the blues came about, it was out of people having a shit time, upon the French, having you a bad say time. You what you want on here. Sweet. Um, <laughs> I should okay. not abuse that privilege. Um... You know, whether that be, you know, uh, African-Americans being made to be slaves or, you know, Detroit in the, you know, what happened there or, you know, and I think it's just pure taking uh, something really bad and trying to get something good out of it and, you know, vent your feelings. And hence, you know, B.B. King said he was a big fan of rap because it was the same vehicle, you know. Um, So that's what it means to me. I think it's just pure expression and, and taking a bad time and turning it into something positive. There's a few genres for me which are more than just like a style of music there. I mm. guess um, a, a belief system, if you want to call it yeah, that. Yeah, it's almost like, like a church. Punk's yeah. one for me as well, mm-hmm. soul. Mm-hmm. They kind of define more than just a sound, don't they? Yeah, and again, that's why I don't get too purist about it, you know, because if it makes you feel something, it's good, you know. Um, and if it touches a chord, I think that's good. And you can tell when something's... It's just a very honest art form, you know. Um, and that's why I like to be thought of as blues in that I am being Joanne Shaw Taylor. I'm not being anything else, you know, whatever that may be. Um, and just trying to express myself in a, in a, the best way I know how, you know. What are your crowds like age wise, sex wise? They're starting to really differ. I mean, for the longest while it was sort of older guys. <laughs> just old white guys. A lot of, yeah, <laughs> pretty white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Cause that's what I always found. I always used to go to the Brecon Jazz Festival every year with my dad. Mm-hmm. And you'd be there watching people like Courtney Pine and these amazing, like, more the new school. Black and all the and, old, yeah, and like, then you just just bold, bold-headed mm-hmm. white guys in the crowd, like... Bobby. I think it's <laughs> always been that way, hasn't it? Since, yeah. like, the 20s and 30s. Um, you know, it was the big thing that the performance was always black and the audience was always white. Um, but, yeah, it's still predominantly a, a white audience in blues, I think. Um, I don't know. I don't think that's going to change too much, you know? Um... What yeah. about age-wise in terms of, like, do you get many young kids, and like, teenagers? Yeah, and... we're starting to see the difference now. I'm starting to see a lot more females. Really? Great. Um, which is great for me, because obviously, I mean, as a songwriter, I'm singing about things that a female goes yeah. through, you know. I hope men can relate to it, but 
I do get a sense that the lyrics maybe mean more that, you know, a female can relate to them more. Uh, so that's really nice to see, and obviously just more females coming forward in terms of getting interested in the guitar and stuff. So, Do you find many other women on the scene as players, or do you feel like you're one of the few still? I feel like I'm one of the few, but the good thing is that there are a few more girls out there, um, and when we find each other, we tend to become best friends for life pretty instantly. So like me, Laura Chavez, Sam Fish, we kind of click and become buddies. Um, so that's kind of a cool little group to be part of, you know. Uh, and in terms of touring, what have you got in the diary? What's coming up? We start on in Liverpool on Friday, and we go to Birmingham. Birmingham. Where, where are you playing there? Institute. Nice. Way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we go around all around pretty much the UK, apart from Ireland, and we end in Glasgow on the twenty seventh. Um, Glasgow is a great crowd every time, and yeah, I do a lot of DJing touring, love... and they're always wild up there. Yeah, and it was kind of upsetting for me for a minute because it looked like we weren't gonna. We had a date in Glasgow. It's part of a festival, and then my whole tour got moved, so we had to take the festival date out. It looked like for a second we weren't going to be able to play Scotland, and it caused some uh, angry responses on the Well, they're Facebook. vocal about it, aren't they? It's yeah, great. It's when, the, when bands announce UK tours and there's no Scottish dates, yeah. and they're like, well, that's so, not Which is UK. what it was. It's fair enough, which, Firstly, it? I didn't say it was a UK tour. Yeah, yeah, right. So <laughs> I was you know busy not doing a gig mistake. when that got announced. <laughs> um, and it's just that thing of like, well, you must hate Scotland. I'm like, or we haven't managed to get a date, which is more likely... But we managed to get two. We're in Edinburgh and Glasgow, which I'm really looking forward to because they are the rowdiest crowd ever in Glasgow. Absolutely. They're great fun. From the minute you walk on stage, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a different... Newcastle, thing. I find, is like that as well. Newcastle, Manchester Newcastle? can be a bit as well. Yeah, we're doing the boiler room Yeah. in Newcastle. Um, yeah, a lot of the north can be like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, once you yeah. get basically past Birmingham and up there, yeah. they get rowdier. Um, I tend to get a good response in Birmingham, though, because it's like, you know... Hometown. Yeah, exactly. Do you feel that? Do you feel like it's your hometown show when you're there? Do you get that sense of Yeah, definitely. Birmingham pride? and Black Country. I've been quite lucky, because I was sort of born in one and sort of raised in the other. Well, raised in both, really, that yeah. I feel like both have adopted me, which is nice. Um, even though I'm raised in Solihull, which is... I don't know. Do you consider it Birmingham? I always say Birmingham, because a lot of people don't really know Solihull, do they, if they're exactly. not from around That's there. That's why I kind of and say And I was always growing up in and around Birmingham, whether it was going to gigs or shopping and the ball ring and stuff. So yeah. So I yeah, claim I to... it as my own. Because Dorridge couldn't even be further from Birmingham, really. Yeah, you're more strapped up <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah, territory. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I sort of spent weekends in the Black Country and then I had a, I worked at Fair Deal Music in Birmingham, so I had both, really. You can claim it. So, yeah, I'm doing it. How are you getting on in Europe? Good, we just came back. Because blues is popular out there as... Probably even more so than in the UK, right? In yeah, some we did pretty well. We started in Amsterdam, went through Paris, France, Germany. Just finished in Hamburg. Hamburg's meant to be a great city. I've never been. but Yeah, nice. Munich, Berlin. So we, we did about nine dates in Germany, so I touched on a lot. But yeah, it always goes pretty well. Germany, they seem to really like their blues rock. Yeah. But yeah, we had really good... Um, and again, more females, which was super awesome. Amazing. And so the, the shows there, I always find, go on a bit later, don't they? There seems yeah, to be more that... of a loose attitude. Yeah, which it's was less a tiny bit frustrating because going. we were doing a lot of midweek shows as well because we tour a lot. Right. So I think people were kind of missing last trains and getting <laughs> yeah, yeah. which not my fault. <laughs> and so, America, have you um, have you considered that conquered yet, or are you still chipping away at that? No, I think I've been lucky there in that I've kind of dipped my feet in enough to get a good feel of it, but not that I've overstayed my welcome. So we're going to really attack it this year, um, which we're starting in May. We're about to um, announce some dates. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be really good. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm kind of ready to go to the states now because I say we haven't really done too much there over the past two years, and we've done a lot in the UK and Europe. So 
they're probably the US is glad calling. to see me go. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a family? Are you married? Got any kids? I'm not. I do not. Is that on the cards for you, or are you career focused at this uh, stage in your life? Yeah, not right now. I don't think babies and tour buses go too no. well together. Hopefully, at one point, but. I think it's a trade-off you kind of have to make, especially when you're still building, right? And I think that's sort of true of every creative pursuit yeah, for men and women. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, again, I think getting into this, you know, I think any musician will tell you they knew it was an odd lifestyle choice. You know, relationships are going to be difficult, let alone, you know, raising a family. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely hope it is on the cards. But, um, yeah, no, I've got a new baby called Reckless Heart that's <laughs> kind of needs well, some Well, tell attention. me about some of your favourite kids on this. Tell me about a couple of tracks um, which mean something to you, oh, what they're about, if you can. Do you like knows. going into lyrics? Yeah. Um, yeah, you never have a favourite child, but you really do, don't you? Um, I love Reckless Heart. I love Bad Love. And Best Thing are probably my favourites. Maybe and New what, why are they special and important? Mm, I think it's just more the... the songs that they are um i think they're probably the more honest that i've ever written particularly reckless heart um and also they kind of cross all the genres that i love you know i kind of i'm a blues rock guitarist slash soul singer you know and a pop music fan so i think it's kind of all of the stuff thrown into one melting pot song what new pop are you a fan of what have i been listening to um i've just discovered rothwell Got a track called Velvet Heart that I've been digging into and some other stuff. Um, what have I been listening to? I've been checking out this Shawn Mendes kid, actually. Um, and that he's a really good guitar player, actually. I'm quite interested to see where he goes, because he's definitely got a bit of a John Mayer vibe about him. Right, right. So I'm kind of curious to see where that goes. Um, really digging Rag and Bone Man. have been since I signed to Sony, actually. I'd heard of him, but hadn't really checked it out. He just did Brixton recently, right? He's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was on Graham Norton the other night, and his oh, wow. voice is just, he's got this proper old school kind of... It's boom. a great name as well, isn't it, Rag yeah. and Bone Man? Um, so yeah, really excited by that guy. I found myself getting really into Miley Cyrus, <laughs> shamefully. She's fucking brilliant, though. She's got I an amazing voice. I will back you voice. up on that. I thought for a while she was a pretty interesting kid. She was obviously pretty sassy and um, yeah. quite bright. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see how her career spans over the next coming decades because I think she'll be quite an interesting. Did you happen to see her on the Chris Cornell tribute gig? No, I saw her at the Grammys doing Jolene with Dolly. Yeah, that's a godmother my sister told me the other day. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Given Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gotta love me some Dolly. Yeah, she's the queen, isn't she? Mm-hmm. You ever seen her live? I've never seen I her I haven't. Live. I went to see a drag queen bingo this day <laughs> called uh, Polly Darton in Amazing. Nashville. <laughs> so I had the night off. <laughs> Um, which was pretty good. It wasn't Dolly, but it was pretty good. Is Nashville the place that they say it is in terms of its musical scene and its no, vibe? it's like the Disney is version. It, is it really? It's very corporate put on. Um, it's cool as hell. It's a fun town. But yeah, the music scene is very industry-led. Um, Where's the blues alive for you in America, do you think, most? I think that's the good thing about the blues is it's never really had a particular pocket of a place. I mean, maybe back in the day, you know, Chicago. Yeah, but America was a different place then. So basically, yeah. you, you know, people from down south were following the railroads to wherever the money was. So there's Chicago, Memphis, Detroit, you know, West Coast, some of them. Um, but yeah, I, know, I think it's never had a big, big artist. You know, it's never had really anyone in the charts selling, you know, millions of albums. Yeah. And it's never had a place, but it's always been there and it's always going to be there, you know. Um, so yeah, I think the blues is just scattered about, really. How'd you get on with LA? I hate it. Do you really? Yeah, I, um, I like California a lot, but 
just I can't deal with the traffic. Yeah, it's a nightmare. And I don't drive, so I, I'm never driving the car. Yeah, but whenever no, you're just trying sensible. to get from A to B. I just went out for NAM, um, the big conference yeah, out yeah. there. And um, we actually stayed in Newport Beach, which was beautiful. I love California. But yeah, on a daily basis, trying to deal with that. Let alone trying to get to LAX airport, which is not one of my favorite airports in the world. Yeah, and it's way out, isn't it? Yeah, I couldn't be dealing with it. I'll stick to Detroit, thanks. You know that diner that you pass on the way? So if you're coming into LA and you're driving from mm-hmm. the airport into the city, you know that diner pans? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the diner where they filmed the Pulp Fiction diner scenes. Ah. They do have an In-N-Out burger, though. Right by the airport, so that's... I love it because it's just, you sort of drive around and you go, I remember this street from this film, and I remember, obviously, you know, all the venues are kind of ingrained in your consciousness because of the rock and roll mythology from sort of 60s mm. through 70s, 80s, 90s, and it feels like a city of broken dreams, mm. but I quite like that magic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely I like stained of, and jaded. You need but... that in a good city. You need a bit of grit and yeah. the hard time and, you know. And freaks, and there's a lot of freaks in LA. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're everywhere. You're just gonna find them, especially America. <laughs> yeah. So is that home for you for the foreseeable? I settled. think so. Yeah, I'm pretty settled there. Um, I so, and I don't have that much family in the UK anymore. My dad's about, my brother's about, but um, do you, you get them out there at all? Yeah, my dad came out um uh, about a year or two ago, and I think he's coming out again this year. We did a little dad daughter road trip. We did um, nice. New York. Flew to Detroit, came home with me for a few days, and then we drove to Chicago, and I played Buddy Guys there, and he flew back. My brother's got young kids, so he's invited out, but I'd like him to come out when they're about 18. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. So I bet your dad must be super proud of everything you've achieved and where you're at. I hope so, I hope so. Um, Does he still play? um, No, not too much. I've been trying to get him into it. I think he needs a hobby, but that's, you know, that's his adult daughter moaning get him to do something yeah yeah going to encourage him to do it he won't be turning up doing any solos on your album anytime i soon, hope no. not <laughs> i hope not i haven't asked him to <laughs> <laughs> so um uh well congratulations on everything joanne everything seems to be going great you, it was really lovely to meet you you too man and thanks for putting solihull on the map yeah i'm Finally. trying it's funny because whenever <laughs> bands come to birmingham they're like yes the home of heavy metal black sabbath and you're like yeah but that was 50 years ago now yeah and it would be nice and they all left uh, yeah, well, Tony's kind of still around, isn't he? Tony yeah. Iommi still is around, but it would be nice to have something of the present day shining a light on the city and, you know. Yeah, but um, it hasn't come up with that much, has it? Li- I mean, I can't think of anything after Duran Duran of any importance. No, not really. And no really. one even really knows they're from Birmingham because it's not like they go around yeah, shouting about it. Yeah, they to mention it, do they? <laughs> but certainly nothing in the 21st century in the guitar world, I don't think. No, there wasn't... There's yeah, and the even twang. the kids I came That's up with kind of were it. like, oh yeah, they were, you know, the kids that I played with on the blues scene were scattered about the UK. So yeah, there's not really too much. There's Joanne Shaw Taylor. There you go. Even though you're in Detroit. Even though I'm bucket office. You're a Birmingham lass at heart. Um, congratulations, as I said, thanks for coming on the show. Thank Great you for having you. me. Um, are you in the UK? Any festivals this summer? Um, yes, we are, but I can't think what they are off the top of my head. But okay, everything's well, available on joanneshawtaylor.com. And your Twitter, Instagram, etc. handle is it just Joanne, Joanne Shaw Taylor. Taylor. Lovely. All right, well, um, yeah, Reckless Heart, check it out. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. See you again. Don't take away 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 